0: once again here tonight good to have brother brian uh, the larson's with us here tonight and sister brenda we sure love them you know i was talking to the pastor here this afternoon and you know I always used to tell pastor turnage when he was naming all of these buildings you know he got castle hall and and whatnot i always told him i said well when's that youth hall gonna be robin st Clair hall and he'd always say not a chance well I've negotiated I can write my name on one of them boards in there and two by fours and I'm just teasing but first Samuel chapter 20 verse 35 praise the Lord I really wrestled with what to preach here tonight just wanted the mind of the Lord and had several different ways that I could have win and you know brother Steve asked him before the service if I could preach about four messages and he said I could do that so we may bounce around, but no, I really feel that somebody needs to hear this tonight. So First Samuel chapter 20 and verse 35. Just pray that it's a blessing to you and that the Lord could have his way in this house. First Samuel chapter 20 and verse 35. The Bible says, And it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field, at the time appointed with David, and a little lad was with him. And he said unto his lad, Run. Somebody shout, Run. Find out now the arrows which I shoot. And as the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the lad was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond thee? And Jonathan cried after the lad, Make speed. Hey, stay not. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the lad knew not anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. And Jonathan gave his artillery unto his lad and said unto him, Go, carry them to the city which was Jerusalem. And as soon as the lad was gone, David rose uh, out of a place toward the south And fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times. And they kissed one another and wept one with another until David exceeded. And Jonathan said to David, Go in peace. For as much as we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord be between me and thee and between my seed and thy seed forever. And he arose and departed. And Jonathan went into the city. If you turn with me to the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. The Bible says, You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. I want to preach for just a little while here this evening on this thought chasing arrows. And communicating divine direction. Chasing arrows and communicating divine direction. Would you help me pray tonight? Father, we love you. I thank you, O God, for what you have already done in your house today. We give you glory for that. And we pray, O God, that you would anoint. Let nothing be said, Lord, outside of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that you would touch me in every way. We just give you the glory. We give you the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. You may be seated. Preaching tonight, chasing arrows and communicating divine direction. Most of us here in the sanctuary tonight, we understand exactly what is going on here in our text. We know that Saul is after David. The Bible says, matter of fact, that Saul was after David every single day, but the Lord delivered David out of his hand. That's a wonderful thing to know that God is a delivering God and He's a daily delivering God. That every day of our life, the enemy may be on our trail, but God is always for us. He's always delivering us that's a wonderful thing because i came to realize very early on that just as saul was after david the enemy is after me every day but i also found that God is always delivering me. Many times throughout my life, I look back and I see that the devil, he had plans for me. He wanted to destroy me and the purposes of God that God had for my life. But even though the enemy had such plans, I serve a God that has always been for me. And he's always delivered me out of the hand of the enemy. Amen. And I just believe tonight that I'm preaching to somebody that can testify with me in this room that God has always been faithful. When the enemy has sought to destroy you, God has always been there. Can you say amen? So here we find in the Word of God. That Jonathan and David, they had concocted a plan. Saul had tried to kill David time and time again. And Jonathan and David had concocted a plan. And in this plan, they too knew about it. And they said, Jonathan, if you go back there in 1 Samuel chapter 20, you'll find that they came up with the plan. And in the tomorrow, which is the day of our text, all of this begins to come to fruition. The plan began to unfold before their eyes and the Bible says and it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field now here in this particular statement it may not mean very much to you and I but I've come to learn that in this Christian life that it oftentimes is one of a divine frenzy and ordered chaos and a holy haywire. If you have served God for very long at all, then you know exactly what I am speaking of. Between this service and that service and that outreach and this ministry, the believer oftentimes feels like they are a termite in a yo-yo. Anybody can testify to feeling that particular way. The thought can even come at times, there is no way that I am being a help to anybody at all but though this be the case we understand by the working of nature the workings of the galaxies and the workings of the universe that even when things seem chaotic behind it all is the hand of God the mind of God and the purpose of God amen God is always working a new song that has came out recently says even when I don't see it he's working. Amen. And I can tell you tonight that more times than not, you're not going to see it. Come on somebody. You're not going to see it, but I can assure you tonight that God is always at work. And even when you don't feel it, God is always working. Because why? He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is never asleep on his people. And you need to know tonight that no matter matter what you're facing and what you're going through, that God knows where you are. He's always there working things out for your good if you're called according to His eternal purpose. Somebody say man. amen. Amen. We understand this, that even when things seem frenzied and chaotic and haywire, that God is still ordering His people's steps. Even in the frenzy, Even in the chaos and even in the haywire, the God of heaven is ordering our steps if those steps are the reaction of a heart that longs for God. Did you hear that part? Amen. People may say well it didn't seem like God's ordering my steps. Well he may not be if you're living for yourself but if you've got a purity of heart I can tell you tonight that God even when you don't see it I had to realize that pastor very early on that if my heart is pure it doesn't matter what is going on before me God is going to work it for my good amen and I can tell you tonight that he is a God that can be trusted with your life even on your job God can be trusted when you think that you're being demoted or whatever else it may look bad in the moment but God knows where you are and God is for you can you say man so here we find tonight that Saul Saul is after David. And Jonathan and David had concocted a plan. And this plan had everything to do with a little lad. So the Bible says that it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David. And a little lad was with him. So here is the scenario. Here is the environment. David and Jonathan, they've got a plan. But now all of a sudden, a little lad has been brought into this plan the day before. He knew nothing about what he was going to be doing this day. But here he is. His master says to him, hey, I want you to go with me. So I can imagine here is this little lad. Jonathan comes to him and says, listen, I want you to go out into the field with me and this lad doesn't know anything at all and he's putting on his shoes and I bet mama says to him what you think you're doing today why do you think Jonathan the king's son has called you to go with him to the field I'm sure he looked at mama and he said mama I don't really know what I'm doing all I know is that the master has said for me to go with him and let me tell you something today oftentimes you and I we are like this little lad we're just Obedient to the Master. There's been many fields I've been in. I've been overseas and I've been on the mission field. And there's been a lot of times I'm in places and I don't really know why I'm there. But I know this one thing that the Master has called me to go to the field. And I can tell you tonight that you may be here in this room and maybe you know. I know how we like things in our day. We like to know why we're going to the field and we like to know well Jonathan I don't mind getting in the car with you pastor and I don't mind doing this but can you tell me can you tell me why I'm going to the field but let me just tell you Victory Temple this ways of God is far above you sometimes you've just got to put on your shoes and follow the master to the field you just got to move forward in the purpose of God in the mind of God for the says. Says, servants be obedient to your master. So here he is, uh, Jonathan and this lad. There's four things that I would like to convey to you tonight. The first being the believer must be given to spending divine energies upon request. Secondly, sometimes the ways of God are over your head. Thirdly, the believer. Must embrace and be content with the fact that they do not always have to know. Lastly, divine directional communication is most assuredly conveyed through the life of the obedient. Now, the Bible says that when Jonathan and this little lad, when they got out into the field, the Bible says the little lad, whether I should say, whether it doesn't say, that he was never given a pep talk. Come on now. There was no spiritual, you know, exercises. He didn't go out there and Jonathan look at him and say, You know, we need to pump you up today. We got to get you loose in the spirit. Come on, somebody. He just looked at him and he said, Run. Are you in? In other words. He looked at this lad and did not give him the ability to get ready for what he needed to do in the moment. And let me tell you something. In this walk with God, Hebrews 12:1 says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want you to know tonight that you and I must be able and willing to expend divine energies upon requests. I've done this a long time and most of the time, you got to pump people up. you got to stir them up even. But I'm ready for somebody, for someone just to look at you, Brother Corey, and say, run. That's it. All we got to say is we need you in the sound booth. We need you to teach Sunday school. We need you to go to the mission field. We need you to sing a song. I'm just believing tonight that God needs to look at us and say, run, and us not say, well, hold up, God. Are you listening? Oftentimes. We say back to the Lord, Lord you got to give me time but we sing a lot about, we preach a lot about how that the coming of the Lord is nigh and I believe with all of my heart that you and I must come to the field ready to run. Amen. When you come in here on a Sunday morning, you shouldn't have to get prayed up, sung up. Come on somebody. You shouldn't have to come here, get fired up but I come into the house on a Sunday morning, Sunday night and pastor don't have to get me all primed up. I came ready to run, honey. Why? Because I prepared myself on Saturday night to get a hold of God. I believe the Lord is raising up such people. Listen, oftentimes Sunday mornings they should be a time where the body operates with just wonderful efficiency but I found, you know, you really just break through about 12 o'clock. Come on, somebody! That's about when you hit paid dirt, about twelve oh five. Come on now, you get everybody got the rose on, you get them out the house, and everybody just here, you know, just to go through the motion. You get them gone, but I can tell you what would service be like if we got in here, brother Udy, on a Sunday night, and pastor got up here and said, "Run!" Ha! I said, "Run!" All of a sudden, Jericho marches our goal. People dancing in the Holy Ghost. We don't have to get there. We came there. That's what God's looking for. I said, God is looking for a people that's ready to run upon request. Give him a hand up of praise. Uh, Hallelujah. In other words, the track, the course, and the circuit is bound up in the mind of God. The believer's only responsibility is to run. As we consider this little lad, when we find that when he was brought into the arena of the field, that Jonathan simply had to tell him to run. In other words, he was to exert all. Somebody shout all. All. Oh, shout it better than that. Everybody shout "All." all. All of his energy in a moment's notice. He was not to trot. He was not to jog. He was not to him haw about, but he was to run. The word run here means to move swiftly, hastily, or speedily. Amen. I can tell you I've got two boys. I've been around Brother Roderick long enough to know the way he fathered his boys. And when he looked at you, when I look at my boys and I say run, that doesn't mean to him, haw That doesn't mean, come on somebody. That doesn't mean to jog. It means to get at it boy. I told you I needed that. I don't need it in 10 minutes. I need it right now. And you need to know that God needs you right now not whenever you go through all your spiritual calisthenics or whatever else he needs you to run tonight victory temple he needs you to move tonight he don't need you to move 10 years down the road when you got your 401k he don't need you to move when the grandkids are come on somebody I'm just trying to tell you you're going to wait to run until it's too late to run but God needs somebody today to run right now, right now, right now, give him praise. Uh, You see, if this lad was like we are, I'm sure the thought crossed his mind. I don't want to run. I don't want to move that fast. I don't want to make haste. I don't want to exert that much energy. Couldn't I just walk, walk, walk about? Come on. He could have even said, I've not stretched out yet. I'm not ready to run. However, this lad understood that the believer must be ready in season and out of season. Amen. I had to learn early on that I've got to be ready to preach. I've Come on, somebody. Come on. I may be coming down for whatever else, but I've got to be ready, Pastor, to preach on a Sunday. Why? Because we don't got time to mess about, Jeremy. We've only got time to be obedient to the Master. I can tell you, Victory Temple God has need of you. Not next year, but right now. Just get in the game. Get in the race. And just walk how God uses your life hallelujah So I've come to learn in this walk with God that you never know when the command is going to come to just run in a moment's notice the Lord can say run to the pulpit run to the altar Run to your neighbor, run to the prayer meeting, run to the church service, or run to the broken. And the child of God must be given to spending divine energies upon request. Amen. Come on, somebody. I can tell you, you can't wait till the next church outreach to reach out come on now. I know how we get those things on the calendar. And we say, well, next, you know, in two months we got that outreach. We can go there. You know, I'm going to Rwanda in November. But I can tell you I'm not just going to run in November. I'm going to run right now. I'll run to Nebraska. I'll run around the world. I'll run to my pulpit and I'll run to your house. What are you saying? I'm just trying to tell you we got to get to work. We got to work for God. Time is short. The coming of the Lord." Lord is upon us come on somebody we got to get busy said we got to get busy I said we got to get, uh, get busy Genesis nineteen seventeen says and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said run for thy life we know it has everything to do with Sodom and Gomorrah. And I can tell you, if you're going to get away from everything out there, you've got to learn to run. I've seen a lot of people, they just tried to meander about. They're back on the bar stool tonight. But those that understand, this world has to be fled from. This world has to be abandoned with all energy. If you'll do that tonight, I can tell you, you're going to make it to that celestial city. I said you're going to make it. Hallelujah. But you've got an abandon post. you got to run with God. You got to move forward with God in the power of the Holy Ghost. You got to know God and you got to run for God. Amen. So we understand that when this lad started running that he had no direction in relation to his running. I want you to hear this. The word of God says and he said unto his lad run. But he never said which way to run. Uh, Did you hear that? He didn't say that, listen, you're going to run north, you're going to run south, you're going to run west, you're going to run over there to that rock. He didn't say none of that. He said, find out now the arrows which I shoot. And let me tell you, God, listen, we're always trying to figure it out. Always trying to know directions on stuff. Come on. We're always trying, our mind, you know, our finite mind, trying to calculate, how's that going to go, and, how's that going to go, and how's this? gonna go and we just scratching our head always frustrated come on we're always frustrated because we want to know which way we got to run but honey let me tell you something until you put that foot in that river it's never gonna roll back hallelujah you just gotta run and i can tell you tonight if you'll run it'll all make sense by and by but you gotta go huh. i said here the Jonathan looks at that lad. He says, run. Brother Udy, you're on the front row. I'm going to have to use you. Come here now. He's my lad. Corey, you're going to be my king, and you hide behind that altar. So here this lad is. He's out with Jonathan. He don't really know why he's out there. Thank God he's obedient to his master. And his master just looks at him and says, listen, Udy, I need you to run. But look at, he's running, but he's paying attention. When I, when I used to play football, I used to always tell me, keep that head on a swivel. Amen. That's what you gotta do. You gotta just take off and you just gotta find the flight of the arrow. So what Jonathan said, he said, listen, UD, you gotta take off running, but I want you to run and I'm about to shoot some arrows and those arrows, you are gonna chase them and as that arrow goes, it's the way you are gonna go. But I'm not gonna shoot them until you start running. And I can tell you tonight, come on, I'm gonna Shoot them, UD. And you just keep on a running. And you keep on a looking. And at the flight of the arrow, that's the way you're going to run, victory. And let me just tell you, some of you sitting too long, just waiting to be directed. But if you'll get off your backside and start working for God, it'll all make sense down the road. Uh, thank you. I you, you want to say say right here. Corey, you're my, you're my king. You stay down there. Uh, UD, He's been running you got to hide behind the rock, Corey. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, Udy, all he's been doing, Brother Roderick, is running. He gets out to the field, has no idea, Brother Gary, what he, the la, this lad, he has no idea what he's doing. That's most of my life. You say you never know what you're doing? Not really. <laughs> Uh, but God, I'm just running around. I started running some 22 years ago. And that running landed me at Victory Temple. <laughs> come on, somebody. It run, come on. I've just been a running and it landed me back here today. What are you saying, Pastor Robin? I'm just saying, just follow the Holy Ghost. Let the arrows of the Lord direct your path. Honey, just get with it and see how God uses your life. Amen. Amen. If you'd have told me. When I first started running, all the directions I'd run, I said, no way. I remember back in the 90s, I remember, you didn't sit down just a minute, Corey, you stay there. (laughs) I remember back in the 90s, I watched on TV like most of you, I was a teenager, I think. Yeah, when this happened, the genocide in Rwanda, you remember watching that? About a million people died. Just just slaughtered, just in like thirty days. I remember watching that and you know, I never would have dreamt when I was a teenager had somewhat, you know I'd be pushing 27, 8 years, whatever it would have been, pushing all of that years later. I'd be in Rwanda preaching to the same people that murdered the people. Come on, and back in the 90s that I saw on television. Last year I went to Rwanda and we're building a church there. And I preached to those people. I saw the Holy Ghost come. I saw them be baptized in the Spirit of the Lord. But if you'd have told me that when I was a teenager, I'd be seeing that one day. scratched my head and said there's no way but honey I realized a long time ago if I'll just run I'll land in Rwanda I'll land in Beaumont I'll land wherever God wants me to land but get running I said get with it turn to your neighbor say just get with it turn to your other neighbor they didn't believe you just get with it so here Jonathan is he's conveyed to the lad The lad's running around and he has no idea that his life is conveying a divine message. He is oblivious to the fact that his life and how he runs he didn't preach a message, he didn't hold the mic. But he did run. I said he did run, Brother Chad. And the way that he ran and the way he obeyed his master preached a message to a king hiding behind the rock. What are you saying, Pastor Robin? I'm just trying to tell you if you'll get to running for God, you'll preach a message that this world needs to hear that Jesus is alive and well, that Jesus is at the right, my God, at the right hand of the Father. But the way you run, Oh my! We've preached a very poor message at times. I don't want to run. You ever not wanted to run? Yeah, me too. I don't know what I conveyed to people in those days, Brother Brian. I don't want to run today, but it's those days. Oh yeah, I said it's those days when you don't feel like running when you need to run the most pastor those days you feel like all of hell's fighting you to get in the pulpit most of you remember last time I preached here I was under the attack of hell for about a year and a half I couldn't hardly preach I couldn't hardly do anything matter of fact Don Schutz called me he said Robin God told me to call you and say that hell has tried to kill you but you can live and not die and I'm here to tell you if you'll just run for God I the Lord will never fail your life just keep running huh I said keep running somebody shout keep running and this king over here he's been a good king King Bodiford he's watching the way Judy runs even you didn't feel like running he ran when Udi was was battling his body, he ran. When Udi didn't understand, he still ran. Well, yeah. oh, you listen to me. Everything in Judy's life was saying, don't run today. There was a divine compelling in the depths of his spirit. I said, "Judy, run. You've got family members that are lost. We've prayed about them tonight. And maybe this is the day they're going to sit there and they're going to watch Judy run. But if you're all bitter and you're beat up and, come on, you're downcast, what are you going to tell them? I can tell you today. we preach preached messages that's made people believe there's not a God in heaven. But, my God, if you'll learn to run you'll convince the world Jesus is alive and well uh, so here this lad is uh, my God uh, let me tell you something every Sunday the way you run is telling this world that God's alive are you listening to me every time you gather it preaches a message. I know your pastor's going to preach, but the way you worship tells a story, too. Hey, listen, there's a king over here. He needs direction. Would you agree with me? David needs to know what to do. Corey, you need to know what to do in your life sometime? Sure you do. I do, too. I'm, I've been King robbing at times, hid behind a rock. David needs to know. He needs to know the situation. He needs to know if Saul still desires to kill him. He needs to know if he needs to leave the land, whatever else. I can tell you tonight, there are people hiding behind rocks you have no idea about. The, The lad had no clue why he was running. Amen. The Bible actually says that the lad picked up the arrows and went back to the city. And he knew nothing at all. He didn't know one thing about that king behind that rock. Because God's ways are higher than your ways. And his plans. Okay. Let me tell you something. You don't have to know everything. I've been with church folk, they got to know everything, Pastor. Oh, hey, you listen. He moves that altar two inches. you been around him too? Oh, they, they inquisitive folk. <laughs> Boy, that hit, that hit hard there. I felt it. What are you saying? Oh, they're crazy. they won't know everything everything come on I can tell you this walking with God those types of people never live in the joy of the Holy Ghost if you got to know everything about everybody what pastors doing with absolutely he spends a dollar you're all oh, my my what what's that I can tell you this you'll never know the joy of the Holy Ghost sometimes you don't know everything and that's good for you but yeah. well, I gotta know. We got to find out. You ever met them folks? Do you know what's going on? I don't, boy. I ain't going to worship today. Did I find out why he wants me to run? He said, give the missions. What? Where's that mission? Either you trust the man of God or you don't. And if you can't trust the man of God when he says run to run, you need to find a place you can trust the man of God. I can tell you, well, those are a dime a dozen around this country. Places that don't even believe the man of God in the pulpit. But I was raised up by some men of God that taught me wrong. I remember one time, Pastor Turnage, I went into his office and I asked him a question. He said this to me. He said, Robin, there's just some things you'll never know. I said, yes, sir. I walked out of there with the joy of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I I trusted the man of god i didn't have to know everything oh but we gotta know but this lad he went and ran all day and he went back home brother roger and the bible stipulates because the holy ghost wants you to know you ain't got to know everything hey listen and i'm sure he went home two types of people he met when he got there the devil Said, "What a useless life! You ever felt that way? You ever felt like you've just wasted your time, Brother Brown? I've preached a lot of messages. Oh my! I ran around, did nothing today. Sweat a little bit. Are you listening?" There's been times I've done things for God, just obeying the master. Come on, somebody. Times I've just done things for the Lord, just obeying the master. The devil has got in that ear and says, well, you're not doing much. You didn't do much. You didn't impact nobody. You just ran around in the field. Then you got those other people over here saying, my God, you think Jonathan lets let you know. He, he's out there sending you on a rabbit chase. you just running around. i tell you what. You need to quit serving him. You need to you need to go find you somebody that's going to let you know every detail about everything but I just believe David the Bible says when the little lad was gone David he hops up this is your moment Corey hop up a moment to shine right there Cory hops up and he runs over there to Jonathan and they, they just embrace one another and that lad he had communicated a message you see to a king that needed to know and there's times in your life you're not going to know the details but you just need to. Have it just, just a joy in your heart that you've obeyed God. Yes. All right, listen, and this little lad communicated a message to a king that was in desperate need to know what he had to say. And let me tell you something, Victory Temple. This church, whether it realizes it or not, pastor, you listening? Conveys a message to this world. and it's either giving kings hiding behind rocks preachers hiding behind rocks Believers hiding behind rocks that God is dead or it's letting them know that Jesus is still alive and well. (laughs) Come on somebody. And I've been here on a Sunday night. I've come in here, Brother Gary, and I've seen you run today. Hallelujah. You're running with a little bit more quickness than you did the last time I come. That just lets me know you're moving with God now. You ain't gonna sit back. You ain't gonna turn around but you gonna run. I just need somebody. you stand up today give the lord some praise and say i'm gonna run i'm gonna run i'm gonna run for god <laughs> musicians if you'd come uh, musicians if you'd come uh, i can tell you tonight uh, what this little lad didn't know is that the way that he was running was changing the world did you hear me? And you may feel insignificant. You may feel like your life matters very little. Are you listening to me? You may say, well, I just watch the nursery. I just teach a Sunday school class. I just vacuum the floor. I just this, that, or the other. But I can tell you, I can come into this house and see how much you love God by the way your floors are clean. Are you listening to me? I said, I can tell. I said, I can tell by the way you run that God's alive in a place. And, friend, I can assure you here today that you may feel like you're not doing much for the Lord. But you know what? I believe when David was ushered into that celestial city. I believe when that lad was ushered into that celestial city. He used to sing a song that said, I will understand it better. By and by. By and by. <laughs> I would sing it, but I don't have Pastor Turnage's voice. Yeah. But that's who I hear singing it. <laughs> and I can tell you tonight, when that lad made heaven, David made heaven. I'm sure David made a beeline. He said, you had no idea. I was running... I was afraid, but your life communicated a message to me hiding behind this rock of what to do. And friend, our lives, would you stand around the sanctuary? I can tell you here tonight that your life. Somebody shout, My life is conveying a message to this world. And not only to this world, it's conveying a message to everybody. See, the pulpit commentary states this lad did not go unrewarded. Did you hear me? He pleased his master and would be more highly valued for his service and promoted to a higher position for which it helped to prepare him. What are you saying? I'm saying if you won't run today, don't you think God will use you in greater ways down the line? Huh? Oswald Chambers once said, Most of us live only within the level of consciousness, consciously serving and consciously devoted to God. This shows immaturity and the fact that we're not yet living the real Christian life. Maturity is produced in the life of a child of God on the unconscious level until we become so totally surrendered to the Lord that we are not even aware of being used by the Lord. When we are consciously aware of being used as broken bread and poured out wine, we have yet another level to reach. A level where all awareness of ourselves and of what God is doing through us is completely eliminated. A saint is never consciously a saint. A saint is consciously dependent upon God. Did you hear me? You say, Pastor, how... Huh. listen, when people are really being used by God, they feel every day of their life they're not being used at all. Huh. Did you hear that? I'm not talking about when you sit there and do nothing. I'm talking about when re- you're really giving yourself to the Lord. And you're so lost in your obedience to God, you're never even fully aware of how God is using your life. If you got to toot your own horn and Always make a way for yourself. I can tell you're still on that very immature level with God. But if you can move into that deeper walk with God, where you're just running for God, saying to the Lord, Lord, every day of my life, use me in ways that I don't even imagine. Use my life to reach somebody out there that I don't even know is watching me every day on the job. Use me, Lord, in ways that people are being touched By my life and pointed to Calvary. Simply by watching the way that I run. I don't have to be patted on the back. I don't have to be told how wonderful I am. I just need to run for God. And Victory Temple, let me tell you here today. Get up and run. God. Come on, just throw your hands up to the Lord right now. Come on, just begin to magnify the Lord right where you are. Come on, let the Holy Ghost have his way tonight. He's got a plan, he's got a purpose. Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Oh, come on, you're here tonight, you're ready to run. I want you to run to this altar. Come